This is firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Introducing the new spicy Cajun chicken sub, Cajun seasoned grilled chicken breast, zesty cherry peppers, and house-made Cajun mayo. Just $5.55 for a medium. Remember, a portion of every sub you buy helps provide life-saving equipment for first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Limited time only, plus tax. Participating locations. Firehouse Subs would donate a minimum of $1 million in 2019 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.11% of every purchase. From New York City, it's the Todd Berry Podcast. The Todd Berry Podcast. Hey everyone, it's the Todd Berry Podcast. Sitting across from me, from Australia, the country of Australia. I think it's a continent also. Haven't quite figured that out. No, of course. It's, it's a, a big island. It's a big island. Yeah. That's a continent? Yeah. Sam Simmons, everyone. Hi. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. Um, no, this is like your first trip to New York, right? Yeah. I will say, yeah, first I mean, batch of... First yeah. batch. Yeah. It's been am- it's amazing. It's a big jerky city, though, Todd. It's, it's just... What mental, the- well, just mental imbalance is just out there. It's just there. You mean just crazy people? Oh, my God. Like, I, I've just singing on the train. Like, it's joyous, but it's just also crazy at the same time. I've got stories, Todd. Let's hear. <laughs> I, that's what I'm about. I'm about setting people up for stories. Mm. And then I lay back. People like the stories, and they go, Todd, I like your podcast. Okay, well, and I, I, well this turns is a, out I didn't say one word in the whole thing. Well, it was a miserable story to start it off. But let's, let's open miserable, then we'll. All right. I went to. Uh, so I'm staying in Brooklyn. Uh huh. Um, I'm near Franklin Avenue. Anyway, Sunday morning, go downstairs. I've been staying in this flat for oh, what three nights. Some poor soul has been shot in the head. Shot in the head just downstairs from me, dead. Like so in the dead. building? No, 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 on the street. On the street. But. I'm thinking, oh yeah, this is New York. This is I've just got to be cool about it. Like, no, yeah, some guy just got shot in the head seven times, mind you, seven times. So it's not an accident. So some guy shot in the head. It'd be a terrible accident. I'm it. trying to be all cool about it because I'm here alone at the moment. My wife yeah. came with me originally at the start of the trip. She's gone back home. She's buggered off. So I'm um, I'm wandering around, going down to my coffee shop, just being all cool about it. Like, yeah, some dude just got shot in the head. Whatever. I walk into the coffee shop. I'm like, and they're like, oh my god, someone got shot down the road. And I'm like, yeah, I know. And I'm like, yeah, like trying to be really cool. And they're like, it's just, it's really, really bad. I'm like, thank God, because it's freaking me out. Yeah, I mean, I was so, I was really, really scared. Yeah. I mean, I think some people probably come here and think, oh, that's just living in New York every day. Mm, I assume that's what but it I've was. Never, I've never seen anyone shot in the head. Yeah, well, I didn't go look. I yeah. saw feet, but I was, I was not going to walk past the car and witness what else was there. But, um, geez, welcome to New York. I know. But you still love it, though. Oh, look, it's ama- look, it's it's it is amazing. It is like I said, it is jerky. There's just a lot of jerks. You don't have jerks in Australia. Look, no, but there's a high propensity of jerks in one concentrated area. It's like this whole city is like a giant, like a, a, like a beehive, and there's a whole lot of worker bees that are working in it. But there's just a few scattered, retarded bees just causing problems on every corner. Like I. I think I'm a crazy magnet, so I always get a lot of weird people coming toward me. I don't know what it is. Right. I don't know what it is. I mean, I don't look cashed up. It's not like I'm... But everybody's asking me for a dollar. I don't know. I, I must be wide-eyed and, oh, look at New York. Like, I'm here and it's like, hot doggity, this is great, you know. Do you give them money? Oh, uh, look, uh, yeah, if it's a good story. Yeah, yeah I will. I will. Um, there was one guy this morning that was... Uh, then I gave him the money. Then he decided to tell me all about the how he got laid off work and I was like oh no and he had really bad breath and he was right in my face and I was do like, you believe Shit. the story? 
Yeah, it seemed genuine. But mind you, he was, he was lacking in teeth, so I think that's a, right, he's that's a junkie thing, isn't it? Uh, a math junkie. A math junkie. Maybe. No, it's What's a math, a... comma, junkie. Oh, right, what do you mean? I'm just putting, like, maybe he's into meth. Oh, meth. I thought you yeah. said math. No, I was like, no, what's math. a math junkie? Probably a math junkie would probably... <laughs> those aren't the cleanest people either. I like a math junkie, though. They'd just be seriously into, like, Sudoku or something. <laughs> Do you, um... So that, that, yeah, you, you'll run into life, but you'll see crazier stuff than that. What, them, someone being shot in the head seven times? Oh, no, times? that's pretty crazy. Oh, right, no, no, a toothless math junkie. No, there's going to be a lot more of that stuff. It's Look, it's extraordinary. There's, I mean, everything happens here. All art is here. The Strand Bookstore is incredible. Like, my God. No, it makes me wish I read books. Oh, I just went in. I went in there. I'm recently married, so... I know, congratulations. Any little bit of, uh, you know, a little bit of adoration because of, you know, from anybody else. But that's a massive pickup joint. Oh, really? The Strand Bookstore is just full of single women. It's just... Because I, I notice them now. I'm, I'm taken. And you know they're all smart. Well, I think they're trying to look smart as well. But there's a lot of single looming men as well. It's a massive big cruise. It's a heterosexual... What do you call the... It's a heterosexual beat is the Strand Bookstore. I think there's a lot of sex happening in there. Do you think it's happening in, in the bookstore? I'd really like to think so. Just down like one little... like What's one of the aisles at the bookstore you wouldn't go to? The maths books. I don't know. The Sudoku aisle. I've got no idea. But anyway, there's got to be something going on in there because there's a lot of there's a lot of hot single women and a lot of creepy-looking men like me. They also sell candy at the Strand, which is... Well, that's venturing into pedophilic territory. <laughs> that's in the children's books, book section. <laughs> that's in the Dr. Seuss section, man. Did you... Uh... Did you did you buy anything at the Strand? Um, I uh, look, yeah, I did. You don't have it's to such tell. a. It's embarrassing. It's, like it's a, a, well, it's a bit of a. It's such a cliche wank New York thing. It was a, a, a David Sedaris. David Sedaris. Sedaris. Sorry, gee, I should have said yeah, Sedaris. Sedaris. You're thinking of Jason Sudeikis. Yeah, I'm getting them both. You're confused. getting your New York. Uh, one's like a literary genius. The other one's doing like a Saturday Night Live. Yeah, is that right? He's yeah, on okay. Live. I bought the smart guy. <laughs> Jason, if you're listening... Sorry, Jason. You're, you're a smart, smart guy too. as well. Yeah, yeah. He's just joking around. Yeah. So you and you sent me an email saying you want to move here. Like, it was out of the blue. Oh, man, I'd love to. So I would you abs- literally want to move here. Well, I'm, I'm essentially living in L.A., which is just a, it's just a shithole. I feel a lot safer here, even though I've witnessed someone get shot in the head seven times. It's a lot safer here and definitely a lot friendlier here. Crazy's friendly, at least. Crazy in L.A. is just a little bit, like, stabby. <laughs> Or just, and I guess the heat as well, just the sweat and stink of LA, there's just something a bit, it's not my town, it's not my town, it's horrible, but uh, there's something about here that I love, the food's amazing, the, uh, I mean, I've worked at the subway, that's pretty easy, you just put your headphones in and stare at your crutch, it's it's simple, it's simple, it's good. You don't even have to do either of those things, you can just sit on the subway and people leave you alone. Yeah, I guess so. if you if you haven't got a book, you're just staring at someone's forehead, or you're just like staring at the wall. Have you taken it during rush ads. hour? Huh? Have you taken it during rush hour? Is that the one where you, the rush hour is when you packed in like a Saturday? Yeah, yeah. It's no, pretty, I've not done that. I'm not, I'm not really terrible because that's when people it gets a little shuffy. I mean, not you don't see fights, but occasionally a little just like everyone's desperate to get on there, and it's overcrowded, and that's when. Uh, People get a little impatient. You know, there's always a guy with a backpack slamming yeah, yeah. people. That's all right. And then a pram. Women, ladies with prams. Come on, get off the train. What's what is a pram now? What's a pram? Prams like a, a stroller. A stroller. Strollers. Nothing worse than a stroller I wonder on if we the call train. Them prams here. Do you call them? I think it's a. I think it's a 19th century little. Uh, I think it's a British thing. Then there are guys who bring their bikes on the subway. Yeah. See, that's annoying as well. These sirens, though, you got to love these. Yeah, it's not as wild as Chicago, because that's what, probably the first big city I went to. Uh-huh. 
Um, oh, there was sirens non-stop in that city. Here it seems to be it seems to be okay, apart from being shot in the head seven times. It seems rather great. <laughs> and I went to uh, you gave me some suggestions for some great food. I ate Polish. This Polish place you told me. About. Oh yeah, Vasalka. The cabbage rolls. I my know God, man. Place, but yeah. Oh, eat cabbage very rolls. Very good. What is it, what's in a cabbage roll? Is it just like pretty self-explanatory? Well, it's just yeah, exactly. It was just mince and rice rolled in a cabbage leaf. Very nice, man. Good stuff. I like that stodgy thing. Stodgy, stodgy okay. like hearty food, like serious, like, yeah, like yeah, that that kind of thing. I mean, I'm not really into it. Mexican food here's a bit shit. But... That's not true. That's a big. That's kind of well. Weird. I haven't found good Mexican yet. Well, I'll I'll lead you to one. You get really angry when I say there's shit food here. No, because I actually when I said there was shit coffee, and you're like, hey, hey, hey. That's it. It is a pet peeve of mine. I've done routines about this. Have you? Yeah, about because LA people are big about they're big into their Mexican food. And I, yeah, okay, and. There's plenty of good Mexican food here. Okay. It's. I read an article in New York Times or New York Magazine where they were saying the it's the white people who complain about it's non-Mexican people who uh, who complain about the food you, about Mexican food. Are but you Mexican? Mexican yeah. I am Mexican. Are you really? No, no. All right. <laughs> it's non-Mexican people who. Uh, Hang on a minute. So the non-Mexican people are the ones whinging about Mexican food. Right. Hang on a minute. So definitely Mexican people here are not whinging about the Mexican food. Right. How do you know that for a fact? I, I read this. Yeah. I read three sentences you of can't a, an article. everything you read. But there is good. I'll lead you to There's a taco truck on 2nd and A. That's amazing. Yeah, I'm not really into eating my food off I don't, I don't Yeah, neither. No. I'll, just... I'll find, I'll, off air, because this is going to get a little boring for people who aren't in my neighborhood. We'll get some tips. I will give you some hot tips. So, so you live in? Are you going to go back to Sydney? I am going. I'm off to London next oh, week. Right. Do a two a week run there. Right? Yeah, do a little Soho run, which you've done before. Yeah, you've done it. You've done it, right? I've done it about five times now. It's really great. So I'm going there during the Edinburgh Fringe, which uh, if if you're listening to the podcast, you don't know what the Fringe is. It's a, it's just a, it's a shit fest of a fucking. There's just thousands. It's like three thousand acts. You've done it before. Yeah, it's yeah. just a shit fight. Why haven't? Why aren't you doing Edinburgh? Well. Because I can go in there, I can go into London when there's no other comics around and just pack out the theatre. Oh, really? Yeah, it's really clever. And also, I just don't want to do that for another month. Like, a month of Edinburgh is enough. It is. I feel like, you know, I've been reading the reviews. I go on Chortle, the chortle.co.uk, and I read reviews. It makes me want to go back there. But then yeah, I, I get angry every time I've been well. there, I'm like, oh, God, this is a Oh, it's the worst. Well, it, it's a beautiful-looking place. I mean, it's a beautiful-looking place full of drugs. That's a drug problem there in Edinburgh. I mean, it's just... um. It's magic castles and tracksuit pants. Have you noticed that? Like, all the locals of Edinburgh are just getting around in tracksuits. Tracksuits and meth. <laughs> Have you noticed? I didn't notice them. I, I didn't know the tracksuits. I just noticed the rain and the critics. <laughs> and the critics and the rain and the empty chairs. No, there wasn't that many. Do you take, that, do you take the critics to heart? Oh, I, yeah, yeah. Oh, fuck, I don't. I don't care. Do you read I read them at the end of the festival. I never yeah, read them. Like, at the moment, I'm doing what you're doing. I'm online looking at everyone else's like, ha-ha! So you literally wait till the end of the festival? I'll wait till the end of the festival, then so read them all at once. That's strength. Well, it's just, I mean, you're only as funny as your last gig. And, like, I guess it's immediate. Your response is immediate when you've got your live audience there. So that's all you need to carry over to the next show, I think. I mean... No, that's the healthy way to think about it. I, I get through it with just... Um, I get through Edinburgh just like watching TV series back to back and refining the show and going off and trying to find what decent foods there because it's a, that's a horror of a place of food, <laughs> horror of a place of food. 
but um, yeah, I mean, I, I won't obsess over the reviews. It's just, it's worthless. Did not, you? not for your little heart. Right, mm. and it's it's people who are. It's, let's just say they're not full time comedy reviewers. No, well, there's uh, I know uh, there's a couple of papers there that have people from the the real estate section. Oh, really? Yeah, they bring them in. They wrote them in to review because they haven't got enough people to review shows. So you've got like someone who's like, you know, doing a gossip column or something like that, reviewing like some some absurd like dance theatre, and they've got no idea what they're watching. It's um. It's a bit oversaturated, is that festival? There's a, I noticed there's a New York comedy festival. Yeah, it's, that's you guys. Well, not you guys. You're not from Scotland, but yeah, festivals in in the states are they're not like. I mean, Melbourne, the whole city is aware of the festival. Yeah, I don't think the whole city is aware of the New York comedy festival. It's a smaller one, isn't it? Yeah, it's sort of. I mean, there's there's isolated shows and theaters and good people, but it's not like it's not a month. Yeah, you've and done most of the festivals, haven't you? I have. Yeah, what what sticks out for you is uh, I've never done Sydney. Yeah, it's it's that's oh, actually it's great. Sorry, I, I know <laughs> those people. <laughs> it's great. It's too late. I Sydney's just a little bit. It's just not you know the place. It's a beautiful place, but it's not really. It's 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 cultural and arts hub and vibes not really there. I've done Melbourne twice, which I it's I great. Love. That's a great yeah. city. Yeah, it's also. Just a little less of a grind. They give you nice accommodations. Yeah, you looked after. It's like Montreal. That's right. the equivalent for me to come over. I like over being looked after. Yeah, so do I. I'm not high maintenance, but I like being looked after. I like little cushy situations as well. In Montreal, you feel like just an adult baby. Yeah. You're sort of driven around. And yeah, just where's my rat? Where's my rat? <laughs> Fluff my pillow. Where's my rat? Where you? Carry me. <laughs> yeah, it's, re- it's really, really fun. I mean, no other festivals are like that. Edinburgh, there's nothing like no, that. No, you're on your own. Oh, it's horrible. It is horrible. It's like, start- yeah, it's kind of like, it's- I think it's good because it's like starting over. Mm. For some people, it's good, I think. If you're not having a great time in the, in the States, you go over to Edinburgh where you have a clean slate. Really? Yeah. Is that a thing to do? I think so. I've seen people do that. I've told people to do that. There's a guy in there at the moment. I do that. Will Franken. Do you yeah. know Will Franken? He's over there at the moment. He had a horror review today. Okay? Oh, really? But he retweeted it, which was great. And I think, I can say whatever I want on this. Is this, this all right? I get yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's all right. Um, there's, a, there's a reviewer for a, a, a pretty shit online thing over there called The List. Mm-hmm. His name's Brian Donaldson. He's an asshole. He's an absolute asshole. Anyway, he just reviewed anything interesting he just hates. Um, anyway, Will Franken retweeted today, UK scientists have discovered the biggest cunt in the country, and it's Brian Donaldson, which is after a two-star review. But it was the most scathing two-star review I've ever read. It's just revolting. He's a really miserable man. I got to the point a couple of years ago where I was trying to ban him from my rooms because I've run the gamut in Edinburgh. It's either been five stars or one, which yeah. is, I don't know what the fuck that means. I mean, I guess it's a one's probably better than a three in Edinburgh in some way. Do you know what I mean? Well, one's a little more like, oh, I want this. Yeah. Back. Well, Can this be? I kind of want to see it now. Well, this guy's just, he's got it in for me. Yeah, like, he's reviewed me a couple of times. And how'd you go? He, you know, he's always, the second time was like a three star like I think he even said I was brilliant. He said something great, like very positive about me, but still was like, "Fuck you, that's a three star." But the first first time he reviewed me, I remember it was my first year in Edinburgh, and it was towards the end of the festival. I was miserable, yeah. And I just had this set where I was it was really good, and I was killing. I was loose. I was, and I see this guy howling, like he was howling. And it was him. Yeah, it was definitely it was definitely him. And then he writes a review, and it was I think it was a three star review, and he said something like. Uh, 
Yeah, the, he did have the audience rolling in the aisles, but it's hard to tell whether it was sympathy applause, sympathy laughter. What like, does that mean? I don't, it's like, what does that mean? Like, I, like, I wish I knew how to get... I've never seen anyone get an hour of sympathy laughter. Like, I don't know what that means. I don't even know what means sympathy... He it means he couldn't just say, I, I liked it. Yeah, right, okay. I, I still don't understand sympathy laughter. I, I, don't, I don't know, know how like, you, maybe because it was a small crowd, but it's like, that's even harder to get to do that show. I don't know. Yeah, fuck you, Brian Donaldson. I was going to actually... I really wanted to do this. This is the most insidious thought I've had, was like doing a shit in a plastic bag and just delivering it to the office. That's how angry I was two years ago. Did What did he... What kind of review did he give you? It was... Look, he's always just been really nasty with me. I, I don't know why. I mean, I've, I've, I've always gone down really well over there, but he's... Um, look, I'm, why am I obsessing over it anyway? Okay. It was at the end of the festival. It doesn't really matter. I know. I like, you went from... I don't read my reviews that way. I wait till the end too. I was gonna get a bag of shit and <laughs> was so spend eighty dollars to have a messenger. To- <laughs> he was so nasty yeah. though. I mean, I've I've heard some great verbal reviews. One of my favourite ones was uh, my friend David Quirk, who overheard someone in the foyer. They were like, "Oh, what did you see tonight?" He goes, "Oh, David Quirk." He goes, "Was it any good?" He goes, "I'd rather have burnt my money." Which is <laughs> great. That's pretty good. I, love, I do love a, a good, nasty, scathing review, though. Yeah, there are some scathing ones that it brings are you back. It brings you back down to earth. It's really interesting, that whole Edinburgh cycle, because I think we were talking about it at one point where if you don't have a show that has like a bit of pathos and a narrative, there's no point going to Edinburgh. If you're really good at stand-up and you tell jokes, there's no point going to Edinburgh because you haven't got that hook. Do you know what I mean? It's rare that anyone's rewarded for great stand-up in Edinburgh. It's always got to be like, oh, then I learnt this big epiphany about my life at the end. The end. Or or like your dead dad show. Like, how many dead father shows can you do? And then my dead dad died and I realised that he loved me in the end. Five stars. Like, fuck off. There's just so much of that over there. And I, I, I... dwell in the world of like absurd comedy and weird shit like that so I mean I've got a place over there in that world but um, it, it, there's no reward for great stand up I see it any festival anymore even Melbourne Comedy Festival as well you're rewarding the really weird shit or the, the tugging at your heartstrings not very funny stuff yeah I, someone criticised me over there like some 20 year old blogger she's like this this uh didn't, this, his show didn't have a universal theme. It's like, yeah, it's a stand-up show. Exactly, exactly. It's like, you know, every stand-up tells some jokes and then you go home. Well, these awards and reviews, I mean, I reckon what they should do is set up, and this is uh, my, my good friend Tom Gleeson back in Australia. I know Tom Gleeson. Oh, right, he's wonderful, isn't he? Very nice Now, he's guy, a great yeah. joke teller. Yeah. He's a stand-up. We, we were talking about awards, and he said, why don't we set up microphones in rooms... And then you measure the amount of laughter and then divide it by the amount of people in the room and then you work out scientifically who actually has the funniest show, then give them the award. Because it's so subjective when you're leaving it up to a critic or a reviewer or someone on a panel. Yeah. What's that? But I would never... See, I would never win that award. I'd be like, hey, it shouldn't be about how, how much they laugh. Yeah, I would. Oh, I don't know. I mean... I would have won that one. Yeah, I don't know whether I would, but um, yeah, it's it's just I mean it's just it's a load of shit really. All the awards and critics and especially over there, it's a fucking shit storm. Over here, it doesn't really happen. So. No. Are you gonna? You think you'll ever go back there? I don't think so. No, I think I'm done with the UK. Oh fuck, I'm there in a week. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I I've kind of had enough. It's uh, it's it's just miserable. But it's, I like going to London. 
London's great. It. It's so cute. I mean, I, there's a lack of care there. I, I feel like if you died on the tube in London, no one would even care. Really? Like, no one would move you. Yeah, this, it's very rude. Like, I, I, I get cranked. Like, here, there's still, there's still manners on the on the on the subway, like people will stand up for old ladies. I've noticed that here because that's one thing I'm a stickler for. How do you treat old people? And uh, on the, in London, just no respect whatsoever. Just little old ladies just hanging onto rails, really? rocketing on the tube. Wow, it's horrible. Really, really. It's I think socially, London's. I mean, the UK is pretty broken at the moment. I think there's there's things going on there that I'm not seeing anywhere else. I mean, the violence, the riots that were there. Um, it was just last summer, wasn't it? Or the summer before. There's a lot of anger and rage. Even that horrible incident that happened with the soldier oh, earlier yeah, this yeah. year. I mean, from a homebred terrorist as well. Like it's just there's something there's something rotten in in the UK at the moment. And you'll be at the Soho Theatre in London. Uh, hey, and I'll, I'll see you soon. Two weeks. Check it out. Even so, even you so, did you notice with your Soho audiences? Like they're they're great, but they're all like. They're a bit posh, and they're like, "No, oh, we've left the Jaguar at home. We'll go see some alternative comedy." No. Oh. Yeah, I mean, there's some nights where they're just where they were completely loose and great. Yeah. And then there were other nights where you're like, "Oh, this is going to be a bit of a battle." Oh, absolutely. We'll have to see some challenging comedy. No, oh, I hear it's five stars worth. I was like, "Fucking hell!" Here we go. Yeah, the first time I did London, like at Soho, I got some good reviews, and then it brought shitty people into the. That always happens, though. That's, like, I mean, people that's literally like reviews, man. Like talking, like in the front row, like like they were wow, at, like on a day, like you're in a theater and like putting their drinks on the stage. What were they saying? What's I'm really it? enjoying this. What just, they just what I just they thought they were they thought they were in like a, a hotel lobby and there was a guy playing the piano. Okay, right. And that they just, they can just talk and they a, they eventually left after I basically yeah good kept talking to them yeah but then you're angry the whole show yeah now it's look it's yeah London's uh, London's got its own little swinging thing going on but it's I don't want to swing to that beat do you do uh, press over there do you do like. BBC. Yeah. It's, it's even, always stuffy and weird. Yeah. Like, yeah. I I did one where they had me do a set. Oh, what? Live on the radio? Live on the radio, no, but it was, it was just for the other guests. And what? it was all these highbrow people, you know, it was like writers and like... I mean, they were, it was, they were pleasant and they chuckled, but it was not like... You're not going to hear like an audience. You're not going to hear an audience roaring when there's seven of them watching it. That's horrible. I can't believe it, it was a high-profile show. I forgot the name. God, why did you do that? I know. You're better than doing I'm that. I'm getting really good at saying no to everything. Yeah, I'm doing that a bit lately. At a lot of gig, uh, a lot of late-night gigs around New York. There's quite a few great ones here, but some of the rooms I go into, there's amazing rooms here. Yeah. Amazing, I will say. It. But there's also some just some shit angry rooms with some very angry people running the rooms. We're all rock up, and then like because I come encumbered with stuff like. Um, sound sound bites and stuff like that, which is very simple. My tech's very simple. Like I just plug something in, there's a bit yeah. of music behind me, and just the reaction of that, like, oh god, what are you gonna do? Oh, you got to plug that in, and then like they're so rude to me beforehand. Then they're my best friend after the gig, but I've, yeah, I've been saying a lot of no's lately over here. No, I don't need to do that. They're gonna complain about your tech, and then not to do a free show for them. Absolutely, yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of that. Yeah, there's a lot of... I mean, the free shows, they have to happen because people want to get on stage, but it, it does... It dilutes the whole uh, yeah, the value nice. of comedy. Just be nice. It's it's not hard. There's, I mean, I've done some amazing gigs here as well. It's been brilliant. Um, the, the UCB people are a 
they're really fun. It seems very... Yeah. They're all very, yay, we're right at you and gung-ho and... Be Christian, actually. It kind of freaked me out. Christian? I, <laughs> you know, I don't know. There was a sketch night the other night, and I was like, I was at this weird preppy Christian convention. I was like, what's wrong with everyone? You mean the way I act, or literally, were they quoting Bible verses? No, just the way they act. It was all like, yay, we're here. It was just so enthusiastic and positive. It was making me sick. Yeah, sometimes those audiences are almost too good. Yeah. Where you're like... A bit too into it. This was fun. Uh, half of this will not work outside of this room. Absolutely. Well, that's what I felt. Exactly. I mean, this was, I sat in a show before my late show and yeah, there was a lot of, um, there was just a lot of like drink the Kool-Aid. It was just weird. It felt like a cult. And then the second show I was in, they were, they were really up and peppy as well, but I kind of beat that out of them by letting them know that really just stop it. Like there's a lot of whooping that happens with, with, uh, a North American audience that's just not needed. Just stop whooping. Just listen. Yeah. That last line probably wasn't even funny, but you're whooping through it. Yeah, there's a lot of, uh, depending on the club, there's a lot of, like, make some noise. I can't oh, hear that's you. That's annoying. Which is, like, I feel like I feel like the show should evolve. Like, let them build up their own energy and yeah. whoop if they want to whoop. But saying, whoop, then you're not even, it's yeah. not even. I mean, I think it's the whole, like, we're warming them up. We're getting them pumped. No, I think it's a, I'm, I'm going to be more... North American-based racist. I think it's just a whole, like, a collective or a collection of, like, North Americans in one room are going to whoop. That's just the way it goes. We're yeah. all together. Yeah, woo! It's such a weird weird monkey reaction or something. When, like, you know, one monkey on stage shows a banana, and then the other monkeys go, give him a banana! Woo! Like, it's just, it's bizarre. It only happens here. It only happens here. And I've performed all over the world. Definitely doesn't happen in Australia. No, the audiences, no. Last time I was there, were really good. They were right. They were on, were they? I yeah, think they're yeah. learning. I mean, we're... We're such a we're we're a very young country as well, and we've got no culture of um, of real stand up. I mean, we've had amazing people over the past years. People like Greg Fleet, who's just the the prince of. Uh, oh, I saw that Australian guy. Stand-up. He was He's funny, yeah. Absolutely brilliant, Judith Lucy. There's a there's an old crew of amazing, great Australian stand up, but the clubs and the scenes not really. It's evolving now, and I guess the audiences are getting used to how they react as an audience. Australians are pretty cynical. Yeah, I did a show, uh, one of the shows I did in Melbourne, it was one of those shows where you're like, man, I, where you're kind of like, are you guys having a fun, are you, are you guys all right having a fun time? And then at the end, you, they, this eruption of applause, like they were, they were watching like it theater. like it was a play. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's really common. That's, that's the UK as well. Australians do have that. I mean, they'll, they'll have an assumption that if you're coming from overseas to do their festival, they're going to be like, oh, well, you've travelled all the way over here. We're a long bloody way away, so we're going to really give it to you. Australians to Australian comedians, very, very different. Like, oh, right, you think you're funny, do you, mate? There's no positive love. Whereas over here, it's, you can do it. Whereas over in Australia, it's like, I bet you can't, which is, uh, I've just quoted Will Anderson, anyway. Oh, is that it? Yeah, yeah, that's his his, uh, assumption of how the rooms work, which makes complete sense, but it is exactly like that. Are you, so you're not going to go back to Oz? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's, it's. I don't mean like ever, but do you have a you have a house there? I do. Yeah, I'm in Sydney, but um, look, I'm going to stretch it out here until the money runs out. I'm actually, actually I'm going back there soon to uh, just cash in and come back and lose money over here because it, it's a it's a real struggle. I've come over here to to crack it open, and I am losing money to be here. 
whereas I'm not really making money at the same time. And I've got a whole lot of projects, I'm doing inverted commas here, um, that hopefully will come to fruition over the next you know, month or so. And then I'll be earning over here, which will be good. But it's a big risk to come over and... It's fun now. Yeah, it's amazing. Like, I've had an incredible stretch. You know, I'm doing Conan, which is very exciting. I oh. am, which is very exciting. When are, they, when are you doing that? I don't know. I just submitted my script. So, I mean, they might say no. I don't think they will, though. They seem but they said positive. yes already, right? They already give you a date? Yeah, no. I've not got a date. I had to submit my script. I hope I'm getting it. Does but that mean I've got it? Right? Yeah, they saw me. Yeah. And they said he's got it. Yes. Well, that, yeah. If they say All right, good. Got it. Yeah, you're God, right. I hope I'm getting shit for saying it on the podcast. Anyway. That would be really um, interesting. Yeah, so, I mean, there is stuff bubbling away over here, which is great. And they seem to, like, audiences seem to be really reacting to what I'm doing, which is really exciting. Whereas over in the UK and Australia, they can be a little be like, oh, why are you doing that? It's a bit weird. Over here, they're just like, fuck, what are you doing? This is awesome. Yeah, I'm kind of jealous of people like you and uh, like Kitson sort of come here. Didn't have to pay the dues here. Oh, come on. But that's the reverse as I well. Know, right. Right? Yeah, true. it's that's exactly true. in any other country. It's because we're exotic. I mean, over in Australia, you're exotic. Yeah. So it's, it, just, it just works like that. What I meant was it must be nice coming here. Yeah. And just sort of having some people already know who you are and stuff like that. Oh, it's, it's amazing. I mean, it's just, it's also just people in the, in the scene that who know what you're doing, know what you're about. And there's a, there's a lot of support in the scene over here. It's nice. Now you mentioned monkeys earlier. Let's mm. talk about used to work at the Melbourne zoo. Yeah. And, and, uh, Taronga in Sydney for a little bit. Is Taronga the big one? Taronga is the big one. Not a great zoo though. You don't it's kind like of that like, one? No. And I'll say it. I don't care. But, but it's people, the, it's, it's generally McDonald's considered zoo. a good zoo, right? Well, it's a bit of a shit zoo. Really? It's, um, <laughs> wolf. It's the, uh, look, it's, it's, it's just not a, it's a great interactive zoo for people. For people looking at the animals, great. The animals at the zoo, I don't think so much. The, I mean, the, the whole thing's built on a slope, so there's very little room. I see in the enclosures, there's the, uh, the elephant enclosure there, I think, is pretty disgusting, but yeah, that's just... But the Melbourne Zoo. Great. Last time I was One in Melbourne. One of the greatest like, yeah. zoos in the world. I went to the Melbourne Zoo by myself because I couldn't find anyone to go with I me. I would have gone with you. Did we even know each other then? Yeah, we, was this the last time you went? When I was there with Sarah Silverman. Oh, right, no, I wasn't there then. Okay. But anyway, yeah. I went by myself, and I was like, yeah, why not? I'm going to go by myself. And, and then you realise... There is something weird about being like a guy my age walking around a zoo by himself. It's just like there's nothing wrong with liking animals, but it's like it's still a zoo, which is kind of a kid's place. And I felt a little weird. Yeah, as you should. We really? used to, no, we had we had little. Um, there's pictures up of perverts and uh, weird dudes that go to the zoo that the front of uh, the front of the gate staff at Melbourne Zoo would know not to let them in. Because they were perverts. They were like weird dudes that were obsessed with gorillas, sexually, that kind of stuff. Yeah, well, I was, that wasn't me. No, I'm not accusing you of that. <laughs> what was your, what's your, uh, what's your I like penchant? The, those yellow birds were really pretty. I really? What, is it, what do you mean? Is that your penchant or that, your sexual, what? That's my, procl- is that your kink? my proclivity. Oh, is it? Is that the right word? <laughs> it's those yellow birds. No, I didn't what go are those there. yellow I didn't birds? Go, I didn't go there to have sex with animals. Right. I went there to look at the beautiful, beautiful. But I went there and I was looking for koalas. I couldn't find them. Yeah. Then I walked out and I saw a sign, a handwritten, like, dry erase sign that no koalas today. Like, where would... I should ask you this question. Um, they're probably just off display. Maybe chlamydia. You know that koalas uh, get chlamydia. Yeah. One of the only animals in the animal kingdom that get an STD. But um, I don't know why they're off display. I've got no idea. Did I tell you that story about the wanking the koala? 
No, but if, oh, this even is if great. you did, I'm going to pretend you didn't. Well, there's a scent gland on a koala's chest, on a male koala's chest. It's basically like, imagine if you had an armpit in between your pectorals. Mm-hmm. So it's a little diamond-shaped area. So when a male koala, when he's in, I think a koala goes into must or musk, I think. I think Anyway, it's basically a sex gland on their chest that they rub on a tree. So it leaves their scent. And then a female will be sniffing around and go, right. oh, who's that guy out there? He smells pretty good. Um, I, I spent half a day with a koala who's kind of, his sex, his little scent gland on his chest had kind of like, he, like almost healed over. It's like he'd scabbed it up. And I had to rub ointment into it, which is essentially, so I'm rubbing this koala's chest, uh-huh. his little sexy area. Basically, I was uh, just like, yeah, masturbating a koala for wow. a good hour. Just rubbing the ointment was, into it. But what were you accomplishing with that? Well, just trying to like free up the, the glandular juice so it would come out and it could secrete again. There was a build-up. That's not like... He, he got no pleasure from it. I mean, there would have been like a bit of... That was... Did you take pictures of that? No. I would have that's just that. Your jo- that's, just your, that's your job. You, you don't take have, pictures of yourself on stage. You must have... If I was... If I was petting a koala chest but then again yeah but that was my norm it was, your, was yeah yeah it's more I mean, of a novelty to me i was doing enrichment stuff so i was doing working in education a lot there and which was really i mean it's a really interesting job because i think the zoo is a great social breakdown of everyone because it's not unless you're michael jackson or the king of borneo you don't own your own zoo so everybody goes to the zoo. It's not like a certain like Whole Foods gets a certain type of clientele. Um, poorer supermarkets get a certain type of clientele. Um, the zoo, it's everyone across the board. So it's great people watching at the zoo. That's what I love the most. Uh, my my favourite experience at the zoo were just the camaraderie with other keepers and the people who work there. Animal carers in general were just amazing. So you were a zookeeper? I was never a qualified zookeeper. I had one more step to go and I went, instead I chose to go and uh, work at Triple J Radio in Australia. I had one more thing to do. I was going to go out to the Cocos Islands where the six new female elephants were coming from Thailand. Oh, man. That would have been the last little step in my career and I would have been a a qualified keeper. But I I, I chose to run away with the circus instead. You could have have done that and at least looked at those beautiful little baby elephants. And then quick. No, there were big females that were coming over. We only just had our first uh, little baby elephants born in Australia, but this is boring. No, is it? Yeah, it's my little animal nerdy stuff. But, I I mean, I do regret it sometimes. I go, why didn't I? Why didn't I join the zoo and not the circus? Does it... Is it one of those jobs where it sounds better than it is, or it's like you just get jaded? Like, yeah, there's kind well, of everyone. I mean, there's, been, there's been not monotony to it. I mean, you're, you're cleaning up shit every day, and it, and yeah, it gets yeah. really cold in Melbourne. So I remember certain times being in there at like seven o'clock in the morning. It's freezing. Um, but yeah, there's just something about zoo people that that I just loved. I mean, working with the animals is spectacular as well, but those people are just incredible. You don't really get that in the comedy world. There's a lot of fickle bullshit that goes on. I think it's why. I like to see myself as a bit grounded because I just see a lot of like desperation in comedy and like, oh, how'd you get that gig? Oh, oh are you going on that? Oh, what's going on? It's which you know, it's it's a lot of hand to mouth existence in comedy as well. Whereas at the zoo, it's just like, oh yeah, just gonna go clean up some shit. It's just there's there's nothing more human than just feeling the warmth of an elephant's shit in your hands. It just grounds you. Or you weren't you were wearing gloves, though, right? No. No gloves. What's well, a herbivore? It's just grass and stuff. <laughs> 
weird dream about picking up horse shit last night. You just you reminded did. me. <laughs> I think I'm, I'm aching. I'm aching to just feel the warmth of a turd in my hand, Todd. New York, we have very strict, you know, dog walking, curb your dog situations. Is it, curb your dog means pick up its shit. I yeah. think curb your dog does mean that. Is it even called curb your dog? Now, now that I said, I think that it is, yeah. There's a lot of... A lot of fancy up. dog walking going on over here. Oh, yeah, you see like... people with, like, 18 different dogs. Yeah, it's a t- oh. professional dog walk. Well, not just those, but there's just pugs. Pugs are in in New York. There's lots of pugs on strings and bull... What are those big, like, uh, angry dogs? dogs? And... Oh, pit bulls. Pit bulls. Yeah. Everywhere, but, like, with, like, weird little skinny blonde chicks that look like it's they're in velour little... tracksuits, it's like, little... struggling to maintain this pit bull. It's also kind of like a tough guy punk rock dog, I think, again. Yeah, it's a stu- well, it's, it's a hipster thing, isn't it? I went bit. to Williamsburg. That's bloody ground zero of hipsters. Yeah, man. I mean, I know I look like a hipster, but I've had this mustache for like six years. You had a mustache way before the hipster movement. Yeah, absolutely. But over there, my god, jeez. And it's funny about Williamsburg because you, you kind of do see like, wow, there is a guy with a trucker hat and a mustache, mm. and a little plaid shirt, mm. and smoking a stupid cigarette. Drinking a dumb fucking beer. <laughs> this is a dumb beer. There's so much shit dumb beer in this city. You don't like our beer? No, I'm not in. Look, I, look. No, I like a basic beer. I'm a garden variety beer kind of guy, so I like it. And I know a Pabst is now cool. Anyway, I like yeah, a Pabst. PBR. It's just a simple thing. But all your weird boutique beers here, it's like it's like someone's got a good beer, and then at the last minute, someone's just run a chicken drumstick through it, and you gone, hey, have your chickeny ale. And like, oh, yum, this is delicious, wet soup. Like, this is the worst. <laughs> There's some horrible shit. That that place over there, it's just macaroons, and, and it is, it's like, we, what are those hats? The trucker hats. It is trucker hats, and shit beer, and just getting too many ribs on your plate. It's just, it's a too pretty... Too many ribs? Well it's, well, it's a pretty... Well, this society is pretty crazy for food. Yeah. Like, the servings are ridiculous here. It's generous. It's generous. That's the word I was looking for. That's all I wanted you to say is that it was generous. Did you... Um, some hipsters are pretty nice, though, I think. I, I mean, think, a lot of I them think they're good people. Yeah. I mean, you can, I can't imagine there's, like, nasty hipsters. There's some nasty hipsters. Is there? Yeah. Now that well, they're the, bloggy, that. they're the bloggy secret ones that yeah. just get angry at you. Yeah, that's, that's different, though. That's, that's everyone. So you had ribs here. They gave you too many. Sorry about that. No. Our beer is not good. Sorry about that. Yeah. Oh. There's got to be some other apologies here. The guy getting shot in the head. I'm sorry. That, yeah, I'm not going to. How did that? Inf- how did that? In- yeah, how did that affect me? Makes no sense. But yeah. How long are you in town for? I um, I'm only got, I'm only here for another few days, which is kind of. And then sad. you go. I'd love, I'd love to hang out. Where are you going? Oh, you going to London? Yeah, straight to London. Go sit in the misery over there. Mind you, it's summer in London, which is basically like winter in Australia. But yeah, I'll just go do that. Then I'm uh, back to the Shitsville, LA, which will be fun. So do you have places to live in all this? Uh, yeah, I do. I do. What do you do? You just go online and... I Airbnb a lot. Really? Is it, yeah. How does that work out? I've been Look, it's always good. That. If you get your own... Well, you, I mean, I, I rarely go live with other people. Like, there, yeah. there's a lot of Airbnb sharing with people, which is horrible. Didn't you say you did that once? I did that in LA. It was the worst experience I've ever had. I was in the worst part of LA in between the social security office and the, um, the mental health service, where I saw a guy... <laughs> Um, do a human shit on the concrete in front of the social health, uh, social welfare office. It's still one thing in my life I haven't seen. Is a man... Is what? a human person taking shit. Yeah, it was right there. It was the... 
It's maybe the, I mean, I was in between Sunset and Vine, which I, I think was meant to be all right. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'll go to this Airbnb. Living with a weird... Oh, actually, they're going to hear this. They will definitely hear it. Right. Actually, fuck, I'm going to tell them. I felt like you guys were a weird swinging vegan couple. <laughs> They were lovely people, but he used to make handmade soap. It just freaked me out a little bit. And they were always there. And they weren't meant to be there. Was it a good deal? How much was it a day? It was fine. It was How fine. much was that a day? Let's let's talk about this. It would have been about 100 bucks a day. Oh, you could have gotten a hotel room for 100 bucks a day. Yeah, but a really shit hotel. This nah. was, look, they, they were lovely people. It's Billy and Alberta. You're lovely people. Sorry. But it did feel like it was a swingers vibe. Just so you know, just for people coming to the, like, the place in future, <laughs> it feels like you're meant to give up some sex in your bed. Just so you know that. I felt like I had to, like something was going to happen in the middle of the night. I didn't feel sexually safe. Did they, did they actually, over, were they overt? Did they come on to you? No, no. You were supposed to come to them. <laughs> I don't think, I think all this is in my head. <laughs> Billy and Umberta, it's a story. No, I'm making it up. They probably talk about you like, oh man, we have this fucking awful Australian dude. <laughs> He just left his door open a like, crack just, all the time. We, we jacked up the price to try to get him out of there. He's like, he's like 100 bucks. that's a great deal. The time I was there, though, there was a Belgian supermodel in the other room. I'm not joking. It was the weirdest vibe. And there was a guy downstairs who used to be an actor on Melrose Place who was in a pr- police brutality attack and had his neck slit. Um, anyway, so he's dying, and he like had jaundice, but he had a dog that was uncontrollable. Um... They're they're, trying, they're making vegan tacos downstairs. It's a weird sex vibe. Someone's out the front doing a shit on the concrete, and there's a one-legged woman who's heckling me every day. It was like it's probably the best and worst LA experience I've ever had. Was the supermodel? Was she staying there? Or she was she, so scared. Or was she? She was. So they had like multiple bedrooms. Yes. Yeah. So she was in the other room, and she was just so scared of the place. And she was like, "Sam, are you going out for food?" I'm like, "Yeah, just can I come?" Oh my <laughs> so I was a little escort. It was been, very cute. Was that painful? for you to be an escort for a Belgian supermarket? No, it was, it was lovely. She was a she was a real sweetheart, actually. But, um, yeah, it was a, it's, uh, yeah, back to the shitstorm of LA. Fuck Indefinitely? Me. Look, we'll see. I mean, I'd rather be here. I'm, I'm waiting to find out on a job here, and then, yeah, if that happens, I will be back in a minute. You think you can hack New York, man? It sounds like it's, it's eating you alive, man. I think I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, you are doing well. I've worked out... Look, I mean, I know the subway's not hard, but I've worked that out. That's that's step one. I know where to eat. I've got a... Oh, I'm really excited that there's a there's a massive um, West Indian Jamaican population here, which excites me, because that's my favourite part of London, is um, heading off and getting rotis and oxtail stew. So there's a big community of that in uh, in Brooklyn, which is really exciting, because that's my favourite food in the world, is roti and what, I, think, well, I don't even know... What is roti? I know, I've heard of it. I just don't even know what well, it is. Well, it's an Indian dish, but it's... Uh, like a flatbread, but it's it's really flaky and oily when you pull it apart. It sounds foul, but it's beautiful. Maybe I, oh, I think I have. Had oh, it's good stuff. It's amazing. Um, so it, yeah, I mean, I was uh, I was eating there the other day, and I'm I kind of felt like I'm the only white person that eats there because like they kept looking at me like really weirdly as I was ordering my oxtail stew, and there's this big fat mama, and she's like, "You like my oxtail stew?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm back again." She's like, "Where are you from?" I'm from Australia. Anyway, it's it's uh, yeah, it's, it's it's kind of kind of exciting. I like that. I like my food. I'll tell you some more good places to eat. Yeah, great. Off the air. Well, why? Well, won't you get like little kickbacks if you say Kentucky Fried Chicken? <laughs> Have you had any bad meals here? I will never be won over by a bagel. Really? This is something about them. They're just not good. They, you, it's almost like a, a consistency that's lost somewhere between. 
raw dough, and I don't know, it's just too toothy, and it sticks in your mouth, and don't like it. You might like Montreal bagels. They're a little smaller. No, I'm not. I'm not a bagel man. I don't need a bagel. It's just like a fuck donut. Wow. It's a flavorless donut. I don't even like donuts. I don't like my bagel. Have you ever had an everything bagel? What's that mean? It's got like garlic, onion, salt, poppy seeds, sesame seeds. Toast one of those up. (laughs) Slap some scallion cream cheese on it, and you tell me that that's not flavorful. Okay. Look, I mean, I'll I'll give something a go. This maybe you've only had plain bagels. No, I've had bagels with stuff in them. I went to the famous um, smoked salmon bagel place. It's near Katz's. Nah, it's fine. I've had them. Oh, look, the lobster rolls here are incredible. That's that's great shit. That's opulent. That's posh, man. We don't like we don't like just waste a lobster in Australia and just stick it in a red roll. Over here, it's just like what you do. It's amazing. You do have good food in Australia, though. We do, but it's uh, it's expensive. It's very different. Here's cheap. New York it's- is very cheap food. It's very cheap food all over the country here. You get a nice amazing. Thai lunch special here, eight bucks. No, oh, really. <laughs> get some tips, uh, Sam. Mm-hmm. We're gonna go get some coffee now. Yeah, sounds good, man. Is there anything you want to plug? You want to talk about anything? Um, no. Oh, Soho Theatre in London. Come along. What, what are the dates? Because I, I open next Monday. What is it? The what's today? Oh no, it's a podcast. We today can't... is the seventh. Uh, the seventh, I open up on the eleventh or the twelfth. Eleventh or twelfth? Yeah, it's yeah, so here in London, through to for two weeks. So how do we add that up? The twelfth, twenty eighth, twenty sixth. I'm out on the twenty sixth. All right. Well, maybe this will be on before the twenty sixth. That'd be lovely. Come and see me. And Come then and you boo. Come and heckle. Get involved. Just do something in the audience. Be a good audience member. Don't heckle him. Just I watch, love a heckle. Watch his show. He loves a heckle. I love it. Do you really? I really do. It's fun. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, except for. Sam, be a good audience member. Just don't yell shit out. But Sam loves a good heckle. Chuck a bagel at my head. Chuck a bagel. Chuck an everything bagel at his head. <laughs> so he can learn. That maybe we should get you a bagel today. <laughs> no. Thanks, Sam. Thank you, Sam. All right. I hope you enjoyed my talk with Sam Simmons. I wish he was in Australia working at that zoo when I was there. That would have been nice. I have upcoming tour dates. I'm doing a crowd work tour where I just do crowd work. I'm going to San Diego, San Francisco. Uh, where am I going? Portland, Seattle, Vancouver. I'm leaving one out. Maybe I'm not leaving one out. Maybe that's the whole tour. Anyway, I go to my website, toddberry.com, for info. My latest Comedy Central special, Super Crazy, is available for $5. I know. I know. It's very cheap. Go to ccdirect.comedycentral.com and Feral Audio puts on this podcast. They do all the work. Feralaudio.com. I think they have some new t-shirts. You might want to check them out. You can follow me on Twitter too, Todd Barry. All righty. Goodbye. This is firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Introducing the new spicy Cajun chicken sub. Cajun seasoned grilled chicken breast, zesty cherry peppers, and house-made Cajun mayo. Just $5.55 for a medium. Remember, a portion of every sub you buy helps provide life-saving equipment for first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives.
Limited time only, plus tax. Participating locations. Firehouse subs would donate a minimum of $1 million in 2019 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.11% of every purchase.